0: Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, August 28, 2018. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day in the Gem City. It's a beautiful day to have Dwayne Long on here, and Dwayne, it's a beautiful day because we will only talk football today. How are you this fine morning?
1: I'm getting
0: closer to game day, so uh, I'm getting excited. I'm getting ready. We will not talk about you know what at all on this show. This is actually going to be an annual fun show that Dwayne and I do, where we make a ton of predictions about the season. I thought it was going to be a little more crazy than it is when I actually gave Dwayne the categories and went through it. I don't think it's that crazy but it should be fun. However, we must deal with the events of the recent days here. Ryan Day, no pun intended, met with the media yesterday. He finally announced the starters at linebacker and the starters on the offensive line. Both were a tad surprising. On the offensive line, Malcolm Pridgen will start at guard. Demetrius Knox will start at guard. And Michael Jordan will start at center. Kind of surprising. We already know the tackles will be Thayer Mumford and Isaiah Prince. Linebackers will be Pete Werner, Baron Browning in the middle, and Malik Harrison on the edge. Wayne, starting with offensive line, are you surprised? Are you happy? And then move on to linebackers, please.
1: The line thing blew me away. I just was not ready for all of that. And that's nothing like what we thought the offensive line was going to look like. I mean, think about it. That's a couple of guys – you know, we we thought that uh, Bowen would take over for Knox. We thought Michael Jordan would be at left guard, and probably uh, Brady Taylor or or Josh Myers might even be the center. It really did knock me for a loop seeing how that fell together. You know, we Pridgen, we hadn't heard that name. You know, maybe it's the same thing with him. With uh, that we have with Bowen, the knee just needed more time to heal. He needed to get back on track. Maybe not so much heal, but just get back up to speed. I predicted those are going to be the three linebackers. So I'm not all that surprised now. I think the positioning will be I think Warner's going to be in the middle and and Browning's going to be outside. Now, that could be something that just doesn't break that way. Maybe they'll put Browning in the middle. They seem to want him in there last year when they when uh, he played He played in, inside. So, we'll see. I was wrong about
0: Keandre Jones. I was sure he'd be a starter by this point in time. That's disappointing. And it looks like Justin Hilliard and Dante Booker's day, so even possibly being a starter here, are done. All right, let's get to our predictions. Nothing too crazy. Some basic categories. Those of you playing at home can go to the responses in the message board right now and look at the prediction categories and follow along with us. I sent Dwayne these last night. We did not do these together, so let's go. Question one. This season, who will be Ohio State's leading rusher? We'll rotate here. Dwayne, you can go first. I'm
1: going to say uh, Dobbins. He's going to get the most carries. I would agree with that. I also put J.K.
0: Dobbins. Dobbins is about as good a player you will find that we had not talked about at all in the offseason. I think people just take it for granted that he's here. Plus, obviously, there was other stuff that distracted us. Okay. Who will lead Ohio State in receptions? My answer is Austin Mack. I believe this is his breakout year. Part of it is I just think he needed a quarterback that can move the ball downfield. I also think it took him some time to get used to playing here, and he had enough success last year to build on, that. he's ready to step into something close to a number one receiver role. Dwayne, who will lead the team in receptions?
1: I'm going with Johnny Dixon. I was just watching a Penn State game. They they had it on Big Ten Network, you know, that condensed version where it's just jump, play, play, play. It's really fun to watch. Um, and just how – I've always been impressed with him. Going back to high school, I thought that was a great gift that we pulled him out of Florida. Uh, so I, I just – I, I like the guy. I also like uh, Hill. And, um, you know, we've been getting little snippets of stuff going on with practice. We may see Ben Victor break out this year. We may. But I, I still, I'm going Dixon. Okay.
0: Who will lead the team in receiving yards? My answer, again, is Austin Mack. Um, If you lead the team in reception, sometimes that's easy. Um, But I also think he's got the best combination of a guy who can get you the the tough stuff in the middle and go deep. Dwayne,
1: who will lead the team in receiving yards? Well, that's where I'm going with Victor. If that kid finally, you're, you know, you're saying Austin Mack, it's finally his breakout year, I think Ben Victor's a guy that you go down the field, he, he's going to make catches that, uh, you know, they'll put him in the NFL eventually.
0: Okay. And then the last one receiving, who will lead the team in receiving touchdowns?
1: That's where I'm definitely going to go with Ben Victor. He, they, they love to go to him down in the red zone. Just a big guy, throw it up, let him go get it. We
0: agree. I do think Ben Victor will lead the team in touchdowns. I'd like to see that number be in double digits. Who will be Ohio State's first-team All-Big Ten offensive players? I'll go with Isaiah Prince, Michael Jordan, Dwayne Haskins, J.K. Dobbins, and Austin Mack. That's a lot, actually, as dominant as Ohio State has been. It's kind of surprising at the end of the year who gets the awards. We all talked about this. Dwayne, do you agree? Do you have any additions to that, or guys you would not put on there?
1: Well, I would. I would substitute uh, again. I'm on the Johnny Dixon bandwagon. I'd substitute him for Mac. And other than that, yeah, I really do believe that uh, Dwayne Haskins is going to have that kind of year. I think he uh, he's the most talented quarterback in the Big Ten. There's there's no doubt about that. You know, uh, I know that McCreary probably is a veteran is going in as the as the favorite to be uh, first team all big ten, but Haskins is gonna going throw the ball down the field. And look at the number of receivers we've mentioned here. He's got he's got weapons. So I'm going with going with uh, Haskins as the Big Ten first team quarterback. Okay, now we
0: have it on defense. You can start with this one. Who will be Ohio State's first team all Big Ten defensive
1: players? I'm going with Nick Bosa obviously I believe Draymond Jones will be All-Big Ten. Uh, I'm going with Jordan Fuller. And i uh, trying to think which one of the linebackers. The talented guy, uh, Baron Browning could get in there. I also believe that Jace um, Young, I believe that, that he could be first-team All-Big Ten. This is what I was saying earlier about how things aren't as complicated as
0: I thought. My first-team All-Big Ten defensive players were Nick Bosa, Draymond Jones, and Jordan Fuller. I'm not sure one of the ty- one of the linebackers. I hope one of the linebackers makes it. I just can't pick one out right now. Who will be Ohio State's offense and defense first team All-Americans?
1: Well, I'll say uh, Nick Bosa and Draymond Jones. I, I don't think that there's anybody else that is going to leap out. Isaiah Prince could, he could have that kind of a year. Michael Jordan is center now people around the country look at Ohio State and say, you know, say, who's the top center? Well, Ohio State's kicking on a lot of centers, and really take a good look at him for that reason. So he could pop in there, and maybe Jordan Fuller. If you watch the Penn State game again, you'd uh, be more inclined to agree with me. He really had a fine game. Yeah, I've got Nick Bosa and Jordan Fuller. I think Fuller is going
0: to make the leap this year to where he's widely accepted as one of the top safeties in the country. All right, let's get to the biggies here. What team is the biggest obstacle or what game is the biggest obstacle on Ohio State's schedule?
1: I did kind of a top three here, but uh, you can start. Well, obviously Penn State to me is the one that stands out. I'm not comfortable with this uh, TCU neutral site game, which really is closer to a home game for them. They might be sleeping in their own beds that night. So that's a concern for me. Those are the two. I don't really have a third game. I think we've got a schedule that we can run the table if uh, everybody matures as quickly as we, uh, we expect them to.
0: I had the same two in order, Penn State and TCU. I'm telling you, people, this is different this year. Both those games are in September. Think about that for a second. If Ohio State loses both those games, the season will essentially be over in terms of national championship before we get to October. Who is the biggest possible pitfall on the schedule? For an example, last year at this time I picked Iowa. I'm not trying to give myself credit for that. It's just the way it is. Dwayne, who's the pitfall of the schedule? You said right there you don't think there
1: might be one. I just don't, Dan. I, I don't see you know, it's it's a good schedule. I mean, you know, you you could throw Michigan out there if uh if Shane Patterson really is the guy that uh, you know, they've been looking for a quarterback that, that could be a, an issue. You know, they, they're going to yeah, but have Michigan, a really good defense. Michigan and Michigan State, and, I,
0: and Dwayne, here's what I say. This. I, I agree. I don't see the Iowa game from last year on the schedule. I just don't. I tried, but I don't see it. I, I can't do it for Purdue on the road, even though I like what Brom has done there a little bit. But you can't really put Michigan and Michigan State as possible. Pitfalls. Those are big-time games. All right, Dwayne, what will Ohio State's
1: final record be? I'm going, uh, I mean, if we're just talking about regular season, I'm saying 12-0, the games we know about. I'm, I'm saying we're going to run the table here. This is the most talented team we've maybe ever seen here, or at least go back to uh, definitely Cooper's best years and, and maybe back into Coach Hayes' best years. This talent, it's so thick. Nobody on the schedule can throw as many outstanding athletes on the field as Ohio State can. And you know one guy uh, needs the to, to take a blow, well, the guy coming in behind him, uh, maybe about to take his job anyway. So that it's just the talent is too deep not to be optimistic about where this team can go.
0: I did it the same way. I have them as eleven and one. I don't really I can't really tell you which game they will lose. I just see it as uh, that's the way things have gone. Twelve and I wouldn't surprise me. I've predicted that every other year. I'm kind of hedging my bets here. Okay, here's the biggie. What will be their postseason result? Well, well i
1: i think I, I think that they will uh, they will definitely win a uh, semifinal. In the, in the final four. Whether they're going to win the final or not, we got to see. We still There's just so many variables out there. We don't know how good Alabama is. Uh, we don't know how good Washington is. Um, I just don't think that there's that many teams that are going to be uh, as athletically gifted as Ohio State is. So uh, I'll say they'll definitely win at least one game. And if they win it all, I'm not going to be surprised. This is a deep team with, uh, you know, with just skill across the board. There isn't any one area that you look at and you're so concerned to say, this could be what trips us up. I think we look at cornerback. We don't know that we're unproven at linebacker, and that that uh, circus that we have on the offensive line is something that is really, you know, it, it's let's see what's going to happen with that. But uh, there's talent. And uh, I think just getting mature, getting experience, that's going to be huge. We'll see. I think this, I think this team is talented enough to run the table. I have them getting to the
0: championship game and losing to Clemson. I don't think it's too aggressive to say the Buckeyes are, once again, a very serious contender for the playoffs. Last few questions here is when you get into the real abstract prediction time. Which Buckeyes will be picked? in 2019 NFL Draft first round, Dwayne?
1: Uh, I think both are for sure. Uh, I think Draymond Jones could. I don't think Jordan Fuller's going to leave early, but even if he did, you know, safeties just really don't go in the first round that much. You need to be a uh, Malik Hooker type for that. Isaiah Prince could. He's got to make that leap again, though, Dan. I mean, he, he was so bad as in his first year and last year, he really made a jump to where we didn't have to worry about him anymore. We were solid at right tackle. He needs to make another jump uh, to be a first-round kind of guy. Those are, those are the only guys that I'm absolutely certain are going to be first-round guys. I'm going to choose Nick
0: Bosa. I am going to choose Jordan Fuller. And I'm going to choose a player to be named later, a Buckeye to be named later. And it will all make sense when we talk about it. Okay, next question. Who will be the best freshman? This is a really tough question. I'll take it first. I believe it will be Tommy Togai, the first one to lose his black stripe back in the spring. He cannot teach size. He's a big plugger, fire hydrant of a human being, and I think he'll be a nice addition to the rotation at defensive
1: tackle. Dwayne, who will be the best freshman? Wow. Uh, As you said, that's tough to determine He came in and looked really good in spring, though. So it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, you think he's going to, but they're so deep at tackle and they're going to give more senior players most of the minutes. So he may not have the time. I'm going to go out on the limb with a really one that's going to surprise people and say, Brian Sneed. Brian Sneed's going to get enough reps to really stand out as a freshman. We're going to be saying we want to see more of him.
0: I would say this, I think Ohio State is more talented at running back right now than they have ever been. Next question, player we have forgotten about that will make us remember him. The example I use for you is, and it doesn't have to be this good, but Marshawn Lattimore spent his first few years here as a guy with bulky hamstrings who couldn't get on the field, got healthy, and had as good a year as any has had in the last decade. I'm not saying someone has to do that, but name a guy for you that, has kind of gone off the radar that you think this year will become a key contributor to the team.
1: Well, I'm going to, I'm going to take the obvious one, uh, Malcolm Pridgen. What has he done in practice so far that he's won the the starting right guard job? Lots of candidates in there. And uh, you know, you think about we know that Josh Myers has been been taking snaps at center. Well, uh, if Bowen wasn't ready, well, let me just kick him back out to guard since uh, he wasn't – obviously he was not challenging for the starting job. Kick him back out to guard. No, Pridgen steps in there and takes the job. So uh, that's why they didn't move Myers over. Pridgen's playing that well. So I'm going with Malcolm Pridgen. I like that one. I'm going to go with Ja'Shawn Cornell.
0: Very highly regarded player coming in here. If you remember the five-star day where he and Justin Hilliard both committed. It's kind of ironic as we look back, neither one has really thrived at Ohio State to this point. I think Cornell is ready to roll. We had an item in the boarding house yesterday about how there was some consideration of moving Rashad Berry back to defensive end, but Tyreek Smith has played so well they haven't. Another part of that is Deshaun Cornell has given them some versatility, can play some tackle, can play outside. I think he's got an NFL body and that versatility, being able to play in a 3-4 or a 4-3 scheme. Also, like you mentioned, we're loaded at defensive tackle. Not loaded at defensive end. You've really only got three or four guys right now, the fourth being a true freshman in Smith. So I think Jake Sean Cornell is that guy. All right, Doreen. Next year at this time, Ryan Day will be blank at blank. I will say last year at this time we did this with Greg Schiano and we, I predicted he'd be the head coach at Arizona State. You predicted he'd be back, and we're almost kind of both right there. He didn't go to Arizona State. He kind of went to Tennessee for about 15 minutes, and now he's the defensive coordinator slash consultant again. So we've moved to Ryan Day. So, Dwayne, next year at this time, Ryan Day
1: will be blank at blank. Head coach at a major uh, Power 5 school. Not, he's not going to be taking any Mississippi states or or you know, not to produce jobs. It could. If they, Someone could take Braum out of there any time. He's not going to a second-tier school. He's just not going to do it. He proved that last year. But I believe somebody's going to snatch him up and, uh, and take him out of here, yeah, especially with these three games to prove himself. I mean, especially the TCU game, he's going to be on the sideline. Uh, you know, you get a, a dress rehearsal with what you're getting, in Ryan Day because of those three games. So maybe we would have kept him another year, maybe two. I believe he's gone next year. If he goes 3-0 and in those games, he's going to put himself on a uh, on a different level as far as uh, the next in line for a major coaching job like LSU may open up. We'll see, but I think he's out of here if he goes 3-0. and My prediction is
0: next year at this time, Ryan Day will be head coach at the University of North Carolina. I think he could do very well there. Okay, last prediction. This is our hot takey-style prediction that's way out there. The chances for this one may not be the highest in Vegas, but it's a vibe you've got, and you're willing to put it on air, even though people forget about
1: this and we won't hold you accountable. Dwayne,
0: your hot takey prediction.
1: This offense breaks the highest state's team scoring record. I could see that happening. So many weapons. We've got a guy that's a gunslinger quarterback now. He's going to go down the field. And if he throws five interceptions in a row, he's going to go back and throw it again. That's, that's the mentality of the, the gunslinger. You know, we think about Brett Favre he's, if he's not the greatest of all time, he's definitely on the, on the, uh, post-it note list. Brett Favre is the all-time interception leader. He's thrown more interceptions than any quarterback ever. And he's probably, you got to put him in the top five of all time. So that mentality, It's, um, you know, he's going to throw some interceptions. We're not going to be as tight with the ball this year as we have been under Barrett. I think that was part of Barrett's problem is he was too tight with the ball, just wouldn't cut it loose, and this kid will. And that means we're going to see a lot more yards. We're going to get down the field more. We're going to see more touchdowns. Probably going to see more turnovers, though.
0: I still think that would make everybody happy. Here's my hot kicky style prediction, and I kind of teased it earlier, saying it would be another Buckeye draft pick in the first round. I believe Ohio State will have the top two picks in the NFL draft in 2019, Nick Bosa and Dwayne Haskins. I think he's going to get a ton of credit for restoring the passing game. I think he's going to get a ton of credit for air quotes guiding Ohio State out of a tough beginning of the season here. And I think they're going to do a lot. Like you said, there's a very good chance they will light up the scoreboard like never before. We hope you guys enjoyed that show. Who knows if any of that stuff will come
1: true. Have a good one, Buckler.